Yeah! How about that? A short week for Alan Sliwa. He's got one there foot out go. the door. Unbelievable. He's getting ready to go on vacation. You're Nobody unreal, works. bro. <laughs> Chris started it. No one, no one works hard on their last day before they're going on vacation. It's like one of those, eh, I got about three hours left, and I'm going to get the party started. So you're already on vacation mode. I can see it in your face. I love how you guys are just creating this storyline <laughs> between the two of you. Vacation would mean that I don't crack a microphone until Monday. Right. I'm back on at 3 p.m. today. Oh, okay? that's right. I forgot about Back that. on tomorrow at 3 p.m. Oh, by the way, Lakers have a game Friday and Sunday. Do they? Can we stop making it sound like I'm going on like an actual vacation? Yeah, here? you're going back to, to Jordan and the other places you went over the summer. You're just gonna you're gonna knock the whole thing out. I I understand. That's how that's how it's gonna be. There's but, a uh, really good restaurant in Turkey. Off. There's a really good restaurant in Turkey. I want to just back. head back to. Just a quick little you know 13 hour flight. Get to Istanbul. Really nice dinner, and then uh, get back on the bird. Great coffee. Great Turkish coffee in this spot. I just I, I need to get my hands on it all over again. No, I. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's right near the top of the list of best holidays. I got it's my I got favorite holiday. Is it really? Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's number two holiday. for me. It's uh, it's right up there. Thanksgiving because look, I like the things where there's eating and there's family. Right, like the the gift giving and all that stuff is really not my cup of tea. Well, whatever. It seems like it's a little excessive. At, it's at excessive. Times. It becomes yeah. a responsibility. Now yes. you're stressed. Are they going to like this? I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Let's just get <laughs> yeah, to the I'm new just, year. Yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> excuse me. That's number one for me mm-hmm. is New Year's Day because you get all the college football games. It's the start of a new year. We have a little family tradition in the Rogers household where we go to the Rose Bowl every year. We go watch the game. We do a little tailgate that lasts basically all day long. So that's number one. But Thanksgiving is very close number two uh there I, I like seeing all this the the stuff in the house start to get stacked up we got a little bit of this for that and oh we got a little extra of this because this is coming up there's maybe a couple extra bottles of wine line uh wine lying around the house it's a pretty good day yeah the thanksgiving it's obviously different now because of the lakers broadcast but there's also thursday to sunday off yeah. you know what i mean everybody just chilling you're watching sports you want some awful nfl games on thursday <laughs> they got them lined up for you yeah, you, you want a nba it. games all day friday saturday and sunday they're there for you the nfl and it's a uh, it's a good time of the year, Trav. Good time yeah, of the year. Well, no, you beat me too. I was gonna say. Plus, you get to see the Lions and you get to see the Buffalo. Love Bills the Lions, and the Saints, and the, love the Washington the, football team. The Lions team. play the Bears. I think that's uh, if you're gonna. The Lions are the worst team. Maybe the Lions and the Texans would be worse, or yeah. the Lions and the Jags, but that's about it. The Bears, you know what they should do? Matt Nagy's going to get sacked maybe before he even gets home to eat his turkey. There's there's a lot going on. They should not televise those games and just throw on whatever good playoff games back in January. Just put that on. <laughs> just put that just on. Put a, just put a, a suggestion. Game on. Right, just throw an NHL game on. No, 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 no. I'd rather does. I'd rather watch Lions and, and Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you on that one. All right, uh, Travis Slee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You can be a part of Travis Slee Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line. We would encourage your participation on our show. We love the phone calls. We love the tweets. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr Pepper. College football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr Pepper. The one fans deserve. So it happened. Uh, LeBron got a game, and it seemed they, they had to. You can't open up another guy's face and not get suspended. That just seems like maybe that's not an, exactly a rule in the league, but it probably is an unwritten rule. If you cause another guy to get bloodied in the face, you have to miss a game. When did you become part of the league office? Because you were 
basically yesterday before any of this came out, and I was just sitting on I'm like Woj, let's go, bro. I, I don't know if Woj was uh, taking the day off yesterday. I'm like, got to speed up the process here. What are we doing with Braun? Um, got the one game suspension. You know, it's funny as as you kind of explained yesterday that. I think it would have been a bad look if if you don't give the guy a one-game suspension and then all of a sudden, well, he's playing in this game at the Madison Square Garden, people are probably going to sit back and say, did he get preferential treatment? Were you taking care of Braun and were you giving him, um, you know, were you allowing the ratings and the money and all this other stuff to kind of surpass what actually happened on Sunday? I thought, you know, dust settles. That's the right thing to do. He's out for a game and, uh, you know, unfortunately – the timing of it just sucks. You know what I mean? Like when when I say the timing sucks, um, it's not to it's not to say that a game against the Pacers, everybody in Indiana, how excited they are that one time a year that they get to see Braun, or if the game yeah. was in Orlando, any of these other you know road teams. But man, you know, there's a couple markets where it's special, and that game against the New York Knicks at the Madison Square Garden, it's special because we know the history of. Um, fantastic individual performances at the Garden, right? It's not about the actual Knicks playing against a team and, um, you know, what they've done inside of the Garden over the last 25 years. It's more about what other people have done inside of the Garden, and we'll obviously miss that tonight with LeBron. Yeah, yeah I mean, the Garden is is one of those places that's special, and, and there's been fights and concerts and basketball and hockey and all, and all of the things that take place there. It, it is a special place, and it's too bad that he doesn't get to play there because – what makes great players great players is they love the largest stage, and there are not too many stages that are more important than MSG. But let's put a pin in that for a second. I, I Honestly, and I was not in touch with the league office, I just knew that you can't bust a guy's face open and not get suspended. That's It, was, it, was, it seemed pretty obvious to me. And what quite, a soft quite, league. <laughs> yeah, quite honestly, I think he's a little lucky he didn't get more than one. And I, and I think this is where – his reputation as a guy who doesn't get suspended, as a sure. guy who doesn't throw elbows, as a guy who doesn't do all of these sorts of things, probably worked to his advantage. Because if this had been, I know we used him a lot as an example yesterday, but if this had been Draymond Green, a guy who's constantly involved in things, right, with some of them his fault, some of them not, but constantly involved in stuff, I think maybe you get a little more. Because the visual of Isaiah Stewart's face was pretty yeah. aggressive. And then you can say, you know, honestly and and feel it that look this is not lebron's deal he's not a this is the first time in his career he's ever been suspended for a game this is you know nearly 19 seasons this has never happened before so he can feel pretty good about what he got i I think that isaiah stewart getting two games i think he got off a little easy too yeah that was a surprising one yeah i'm not at all surprised that he got more than lebron i think that he probably should when you continually try to spark a, a, an incident the way that he did because the thing had gotten tamped down a couple of different times and he mm-hmm. ramped it right back up that is the extra game that could have been a couple extra games because somebody could have gotten knocked down all it takes is for him to catch somebody inadvertently let's say he's trying to get to LeBron and all of a sudden I don't know pick a Laker Rajon Rondo gets caught with an elbow by somebody well, he's going to do something, right? He's going to push back. And the next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. He got very lucky that it didn't get worse than it did despite his best effort to try to get to LeBron. That thing could have been a disaster. Yeah, it seems like the only 
it seemed like the LeBron one was no surprise to anybody. I thought the two-game suspension for Isaiah Stewart, that's the only thing that, that stood out. The only thing that's – I mean, I, I remember when John and Michael, when this was live and they're doing the broadcast, they just kept saying, well, he's about to miss a handful of games. He's going to miss a ton of games. Ramona yesterday was mentioning uh, five games, something along those lines. You and I were saying that we'd be surprised if it's you know anything less than three games or something along those lines. But maybe they thought uh, because he's the one that obviously – um, he's the one bleeding profusely. He's the one that took the uh, the closed fist punch to the right side of his eye. That maybe they'll show him some, uh, you know, some remorse. I guess you can say. But you know, Shav, you know, it's interesting. Sunday, Lakers Pistons. I know they go again. How random is that? It, 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 especially when you got East and West, right? That they never happens. Rare, they very rarely have those games within a week or so of each other. And and here we go. Now I'll, I'll say this: I expect absolutely no fallout from it. I don't think that LeBron's looking to even a score. I don't think that Isaiah Stewart is looking to even a score. I think that the entire thing goes by like it never happened. I think that at the beginning of the game, maybe there's a little fist bump or something like that. This is not going to absolutely be the round one. Like, for instance, the the, the Jokic brothers against the Morris brothers, that feels like we're going to have sequels. <laughs> that, that feels like that's going to show up again a, a few times along the way. The LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart one does not. Yeah, I, I um, again, this will come back. I think one of the things with the Lakers right now is, uh, first of all, it's not like the Lakers and the Pistons have anything brewing. There isn't anything there. And oh, by the way, Lakers are sitting at nine and nine. Yeah, they, they just need to win games. So it's not. It's less to do with. You know, an individual out there, and there was a report yesterday um, that LeBron was trying to find a way to reach out to Isaiah Stewart, kind of tell him that, hey, this wasn't intentional. Um, I, I agree with you. I don't think so, but I, I think there will be storylines media-based, right? I think leading up to the game, it's going to add a little bit different of a twist on a Sunday after Thanksgiving against the Pistons that maybe wasn't there, but I I, I agree. I, I don't think anything else is going to happen from here. Yeah, so, so the storylines, you frustrate. Like, here, here's, the, here's the thing we really never talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Why did LeBron do that? Like, what, what, what led up to him feeling that I need to swing my fist <laughs> You know, above somebody else's shoulder to clear some space. Where was it? Just a chippy game? Was it the frustration of the moment, or, or, is it just kind of the frustration of the first you know handful of games of the season? Couple of handfuls of games of the season because the Lakers have not played well. The Lakers have not been able to find a groove. They've not been able to consistently improve on whatever it is they that they have done well to turn around and do it well again in a second game, a third game, a fifth game, a tenth game. It's they're kind of all over the map. LeBron's missed a ton of time. That coming up tonight he'll miss what is it? Uh, eleven. This will uh, be eleven. Yeah, this will be eleven. Right. Mm-hmm. So eleven out of nineteen, he's missed considerably more than half the games along the way. Is it just the bubbling over of frustration of knowing, you know, we are not doing what we're supposed to do? If anybody is a pretty chill guy, if anybody understands that this is a long process, that this is a marathon, not a sprint, all the cliches, it's probably LeBron James. But why did he do that? There just there there does not seem to be a a precursor leading up to it. There wasn't a hey, you know, back in the first quarter, Stewart caught him with an elbow, and he was just waiting for his moment. Didn't seem like there was any of that stuff. So why did he react the way he did? I I think. I think we'd be looking. This is just my personal opinion. I think we'd be looking too much into it to try to, you know, tie in the nine and nine record. Uh, he's missed significant games. I, I really, genuinely don't think LeBron is concerned that the Lakers are, um, you know, in jeopardy of hypothetically 
being in the playing tournament or missing the playoffs or something along those lines. I, I, I think they believe as a team um, they're going to figure this thing out. And it's going to take LeBron not missing 11 of the first 19 games to kind of put those puzzle pieces together, but it's LeBron playing 25 straight games with this team. And if you're still playing 500 basketball, there are some of the concerns from there. But I, I, I see what you're saying. I get the – it was such a – a wild. Well, why is so he doing character. that? It was very unlike him. Like this is not like we said a minute ago. This is not a guy who occasionally will throw an elbow or a punch or a fist. It's not. It's not how he rolls. So why did he do it? And it wasn't because. Like I get it. We're all. We're all. We all get mad, right? They're all. If you hit me with an elbow, I'm going to throw one back. And, and and something like that can happen. And that's just competition and two two people trying to get the same thing done. And you hit me, I'm going to hit you. And a fight starts. That happens. It's not. It's not a big deal. But when there isn't a backstory to this, you start to look and say, okay, what, what, what exactly is going on? And I just keep coming back to that the Lakers season has not gone the way that anybody really had expected it to. I, I know that we all thought that there would be a build, that there would be a, a, an on-ramp. But this has been a particularly rocky on-ramp, a particularly unsuccessful on-ramp. And you know, not even looking at the record, because the record is, is mediocre. Lakers are not played media. They play bad teams at home, and they have yeah. a mediocre record. That that does not mean that they're a mediocre team. It means they're probably a little bit less than that. So, I wonder if there just isn't a, a sense of frustration. Damn it, you know, I, I just we need to get going, and it just manifested itself in, a, in an incredibly unproductive way, and it's going to cost them a game. We talked about this yesterday. Remember how Coach was saying that? Hey, you know what? Maybe this is the spark that the Lakers need. This could kind of change the scope of the season. And we we kind of broke down everything that Frank Vogel said. Um, I you know I spent some time on this. There, Lakers, you can easily be almost by the time tomorrow's game is done against the Pacers, their quarter their quarter of the season done. Twenty five percent of the season will be done. Yeah, and I, I've kind of had my own frustrations of saying like, really, you needed you needed that to kind of spark some interest here. You're not gonna. Um, it, it, that situation is what's going to make you fight more. That situation is going to make Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook wake up in the fourth quarter against Detroit and come back from 15 down, 17 down, whatever they were down. Um, that probably concerns me a little bit more that they are looking for something to wake them up rather than we got a chance at competing for championship number 18. We're rocking the purple and gold. The expectations are incredibly high. Go down the list of all these other reasons that you think would be enough for a spark. But if that's what they need, I think we're going to find out pretty quick here, Trav, whether uh, that woke them up or it didn't wake them up. And I, I'm going to read something real quick here because the Lakers did put out a report. So we know, uh, obviously, LeBron is out tonight. Anthony Davis, flu-like symptoms, non-COVID related is questionable. So there is not a lock that you'll have AD tonight either. Yeah, well, there's been no locks at all this season. It's it's nothing but unlocks. What's <laughs> I don't know if they they're locks. They're just not clicked. Here, the key is still in the lock or something. I I don't know what the analogy is. All right, you mentioned it. It's Let's keep working way. on it. No, 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 no. Let's not <laughs> open gate. We're gonna... <laughs> is the door open? Is it? Is, did we take the gate off its hinges? Is it just you walk right in? I, I don't know. I don't. What's, what's the opposite of a lock? Eight seven 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 days. What the hell is Travis talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Quarter of the way through the season, what has worked for the Lakers? and more importantly, what has not worked and what needs to get fixed. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. T-Raj, how was uh, a birthday? Um, it was great. I, I had a great time. We went out to dinner last night, had a little uh, had a martini, had a little bottle of wine with my wife and my, my family, all five of us together, which we haven't been together in a very, very long time, uh, all five of us. So it was fantastic. Had a little, a little present session afterwards. It was very, very successful. I'm very pleased. Okay, so you didn't go to the restaurant where the um, no. the waiter gives you a hug. You no. didn't go to that one. By the way, I drove down to uh, San Diego uh, last night. And uh, was you know listen. You I don't know about by you. And had dinner with us. We could have made it a party of six. Could have, but here's the thing: you not only forgot my birthday and didn't know it, but then you also didn't well. invite me to your family dinner. So I'm not going to show up uninvited. That's a baller move. Just hey, oh, you guys come here too, huh? Wow. I was just here, just going to sit at the bar. But I Is this open tab have, here. Is this open tab, you guys? Put this on the Rogers tab, huh? <laughs> no. Um, but by the way, first of all, you don't get to tell that lie and just have it slide through there. It's not that I didn't forget your that I forgot your birthday. I didn't know, and you very meticulously and methodically concealed your birthday from everybody. I told you the day before. I said tomorrow's a special day. This is the day of my birth. <laughs> Lies. Lies. <laughs> hey, what do you got going tonight? Nothing. Yeah, okay. That's okay, wait, on the so, air. Then after the show, I said, yeah. so nothing Friday? Oh, we're going to go to West Hollywood. There's this place we like to go to. My lady, Slee, and I are, are going to go have dinner. I thought, oh, that's really nice. Anything special? No. <laughs> that's how it went. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yesterday I'm driving down. Do you do you ever go back and listen to the show or no? Not, no. I don't. Okay. I don't I either. I say not I, very often, but the answer is no. I no, I, I typically don't. You know how they say, uh, you know, you just go and um, – you know, if you're an NFL team out there, you watch the film the next day, right? You want to see, okay, how'd it go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't typically do it either. Yesterday, I tuned into the first hour, and we were talking about – I was kind of dying laughing when we were talking about – when I'm asking you, okay, does a waiter come in for a hug? Is he coming center? Is he in the center, you know, with two, two arms under the arm? Or is he coming in on the side? And you just describing – the waiter. Well, he's, a smaller, he's, he's a lot smaller than me. I you could, say he's you know, about 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, what he's, he's not a big man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like well, maybe you do, when your kids are little, like three or four, and they're kind of running around, you can just kind of hook your arm around their waist and pick them up real quick and hold Jeez. them by your shoulder you can, like you can manhandle uh, no, okay. them. Okay. Right, so it. It, was, it was kind of one of those situations. <laughs> just kind of, hey, uh, come here. Come here, buddy. He's that's great. how you describe him. It's love great. that guy. You love that guy. All right, so quarter pull of the uh, NBA season – Tomorrow against the uh, the Pacers, right? But since yeah, you're by, taking... t- by the time we come back, we'll be twenty two games in. We'll have two more games Friday and Sunday. Yep, you're taking vacation starting now, basically. So yep. you're you're out. Ten forty five. Ten forty five is what I submitted <laughs> through Disney. How great! So wait, you're gonna do uh, one done? hour? No, yeah. no, I'm gonna do fifty minutes, <laughs> and then I'm then I'm done. Um, let's start. Let's start with the positives. Through a quarter point of the season. What has gone well for the Lakers? What do you look at at a quarter point of the season and say, you know what, I like that right there? Because I think the obvious answer is Carmelo Anthony, right? Yep. He's cooled off a little bit since that crazy start, but that was to be expected. That's, he had a that's, nice game uh, against uh, Detroit. He was a big yeah, part there, of that there was, comeback. 
Yeah, and, and I guess he said that he was the guy that said to the team, hey, we need to get our, you know, our heads out of our you-know-where and get going on this thing. Um, but beyond that, because that one seems pretty obvious, what are the positives through the first quarter point of the season? So the Carmelo piece is, I agree, probably the most positive. I thought, yeah, you know, Austin Reeves had a quick second there where you're like, wait a minute, is this dude going to actually get some playing time? Is he going to get some PT? Um, let me go through everything else. Uh, Anthony Davis, I, I don't think has been a standout where you, you and I are sitting here saying, wow, he's really dominating this year. I think the Russ experiment so far is incredibly incomplete. You know, I, I don't know what it's going to okay, look like. Stop right 20- there for a second. I agree. Yep. I, there's, there's still, you know, if we talk about a quarter, there's still 75% left into the season. So there's a ton of time, but incomplete is probably the right word. But is there anything in the portion that has been completed that makes you think, that right there, that's what I'm talking about, that's what I thought he was going to bring? Because there have been some individual performances that are great. There mm-hmm. have been one or two team performances that have been pretty good. But generally speaking, I have not seen anything that's made me change my mind about the acquisition of Russell Westbrook. So this is his – when he's at his best for the Lakers, um, he's getting to the basket. He's relentless. He's doing everything he can to put um, put defenses on notice by getting basically doing his damage around the basket. When he's at his worst is when he's taking threes left and right. Uh, I, some of his decisions when he's passing the ball, and you and I have talked about this, the high turnover ratio, especially for a point guard. I mean, all you're yeah. asking for, we use we use the example in the NFL. You know what? If you if you don't have a quarterback that's throwing 350 yards and four touchdowns, that's okay. Is he throwing 225 yards, a touchdown with no interceptions? You might still win that game. And I think that's you know one of the things that so far with Russ that I've seen is the more under control he is, the better the Lakers got a chance to win a game. The more he falls into what defenses want him to do: shoot jumpers, shoot threes. Kind of is almost playing against himself sometimes because. That ego is there. That that pride is there. It's like, you're going to leave me open for a jumper? Well, I'm going to take it. Well, Russ, you're one for six from three. There's a reason why they're leaving you open for they're a jumper. Hoping, they're hoping you'll take it. Yeah, there's you know there's obviously a, a reason for that. But I, I say all that because, um, yeah, Travis, let's be honest. It's tough to find too many positives from the first 18 games of the season. Just yeah. being real, right? Okay, yeah. your record is 9-9. Nine and nine. And I think that doesn't probably even fully represent what's going on just because you've had a lot of games where you thought the Lakers should win. Oh, by the way. A lot of home games, a lot of games against bad teams. LeBron has missed. Tonight will be his 11th game that he's missed. That's significant as well. So That's significant as well. But you could look at that two ways. You could say, well, LeBron's missing a significant amount of games early in the season. Oh, my gosh, 19th year. I'm worried this, that. You could also look at it as how can you really assess this team until you get 20, 25 straight games with LeBron in this lineup. Um, I think the role players have been underwhelming. You know, guys like, let me just use as an example, Wayne Ellington, Mm -hmm. Malik Monk, Avery Bradley, DeAndre Jordan, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard. Has anybody really stood out to you? It's funny. I was doing Lakers talk last night, and I was trying to determine what's the best starting lineup for the Lakers. I don't know. I don't know. Neither, yeah, I genuinely neither, don't know. Neither do they. No, you know, I, I don't. That's that's the point. And, and everything, I'm, I'm just nodding my head as you're going along because I agree with everything you're saying. And the, the record is 
average, right? There, it's almost the very definition of average. You win as often as you lose, but it doesn't tell the whole story. The fact of the matter is, twelve of their first fifteen came at home, and the majority of the teams that they've played, the majority of the competition that they've gone up against, is below average. It's not just that they've won nine and lost nine, or whatever, whatever the number is. It's the nine that you've lost. You know, Minnesota blew you out. You've lost two to Oklahoma City. You've lost a bunch of games to some bad. You had to get a, a thirty-seven was a thirty-seven point quarter against the Detroit Pistons to pull one out of the fire. It's all of you've gotten blown out by the Celtics. You got blown out by the Bulls. You've gotten blown out by the Suns. You've got the, the, there's some really lopsided losses to teams that you would think are pretty good. You know, you you had a, a decent game against Milwaukee. You beat Miami on kind of a weird night where yep. everybody was kind of out. But the the things that don't make sense stack up far higher than the things that do. So let's hope that this second half or the next 25% of the season. By the way, they can, you know, they're going to either walk into Staples Center at 11 and 9, which I think is less likely, or they're going to walk into Staples Center 10 and 10, maybe more likely or 9 and 11. So we'll see what happens these final two games to get to that 25 25% mark. But I think the best way to say it is the squad's got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people who were incredibly excited coming into the season is now looking at this team with a lot more, um, you know, they're a lot more weary. They're a lot more, okay, let me let me taper my expectations for a quick second. Are they going to be able to turn this around? Is LeBron just the solution and everything goes from there? Um, and we'll have to kind of wait and see. Well, there's another thing, too, that's out there that is really – Alarming. I don't think so. I think I hit everything. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. No. What is have it? You, have you watched the Suns? Have you watched the Warriors? How good do they look? They they are clear. And again, you got a long way to go. Injuries always play a factor in an NBA season. There are no. There they are got pe- squads. Peaks You're right. And valleys, but but those two teams, they're not only playing really well. You know, Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan and Booker, or not De- uh, DeAndre Ayton and Booker and on all of those guys in Phoenix. Not only are they playing well. All the pieces fit really well together. And then you look at the Warriors. Steph is the runaway MVP right now. I mean, there's really not even a a close second. But all of the complementary pieces fit really well together. Clay is going to be very easy to reassimilate into that team. He's going to fit in perfectly. You don't need him to be the very best version of himself on the very best day. You can kind of ease him along. You watch the way that the Lakers have played relative to the way that Golden State and Phoenix have played. Never mind beating them four times in seven games. Lakers couldn't beat them four times in 17 games. They're just, they're, they are light years ahead of them right now. To, to think about to get on that level, yeah. the, the Lakers, to get to there, they've got a million miles to go. So this is NF, or, uh, NBA head. ESPN does their power rankings every Monday. So they did their power rankings yesterday. Lakers weren't in the top five, of course, not top 10, not even top 15. They were 16th on the rankings. And you you bring up a good point because the Warriors are good because they play really, really good team basketball. The mm-hmm. ball's always moving. You don't know where they're going to go. Um, you're, Steph Curry, of course, you know, right now would be the runaway MVP up to this point. But Steph... He can't do it by himself. He's got to have other people that are contributing. They're well coached right now. Everything's kind of clicking. The Phoenix Suns, I remember Lakers played them twice in the preseason. I'm like, wait a minute here. That's literally the exact same squad that made it to the finals. And there's there's power to that. You know, when, when you have sure a team is. that is coming back and they're bringing back the same guys and they got great leadership with Chris Paul and now the, guy, now the team's even hungrier because they got to the finals and failed – I think they're, you know, those are just two teams as examples. 
But you're right that the Lakers got a long way to go. And, uh, you know, if they if they win tonight in New York, which I think is going to be a tough matchup, they're going to have to do it without LeBron and AD is questionable. All right, so Laker fans, where are you on this team at the quarter point of the season? 877-710-ESPN. About what you thought, better, I can't imagine, or worse. 877-710-ESPN. Plus, the Rams have kind of a fork-in-the-road moment coming up this yep. Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. If one fork, all good. The other one, uh-oh. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So LeBron gets a game. He will not play tonight against the Knicks in New York. No Madison Square Garden stage for him, something that he has been uh, very, very successful at yeah. uh, in his career. And, uh, you know, normally it'd be like, ah, it's too bad you don't get to see LeBron. But LeBron's been through there, I don't know how many dozens of times in his career. This isn't a, a one and done for him, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> but the Lakers cannot afford to play too many more games without him. AD might not go tonight. He's not feeling well. Non non COVID related uh, illness symptoms. Flu like so, symptoms. Yeah. Flu like symptoms. Wasn't mm-hmm. he just sick not that long ago? They need to get that man some Pepto or something. Let's get him back on the mend and uh, get him back out there. Because look, I know I've been critical of him. Look, all Laker fans have been critical of Anthony mm-hmm. Davis this season. But let's just put cards on the table. Lakers are going nowhere unless he plays and plays really, really well. They he he might be just as important as LeBron. They, they need him too. They need all of these things to start working together. We're running, we're running into that point where it kind of is what it is. We're not there yet, but you can see it from here. If there's one thing you can take away from the first 18 games of the season, not that this is a complete shock or a surprise, um, teams play a lot better. Put it this way, they're more prepared for the Lakers than they're going to be with some of those other games they're going to play on the schedule. And I say that, use Boston as an example. Boston had arguably the best game they've played all season. Mm -hmm. And the Knicks tonight, they're excited to play the Lakers. Uh, Knicks fans are excited to play the Lakers. Carmelo's going back to the Madison Square Garden, going back to New York. And I know you said that LeBron's played there a ton of times. It's unique when he plays there in a Laker jersey. That's very unique. That's going to be different than when he was rocking, you know, representing the Cavs or Miami, and they're in the Eastern Conference now that it's in the Western Conference or now that he's in the Western Conference. So Lakers will take every team's best shot. Um, hopefully that they fight like they did against the Pistons in that fourth quarter, and we'll see if uh, there's anything we could take away from that, that comeback on, on uh, Sunday. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests via appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Let's try our first call of the day on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, and that is in Torrance and Eddie. Eddie, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Eddie? What's up, Travis and Slee? Big fan of the show. Um, just excited to, to talk with you guys, but I want to awesome. get straight into the greatness of LeBron. Um, every year, he has to have a new set of teammates and system individually has to run every year as opposed to these other teams. They've got an established system of plays and players that are already there, and every year they may add one or two players, but their system stays the same like the Warriors. They've been running the same offense for the last eight years versus LeBron. His, his offense changes 
almost year to year based on who the players they bring in, and then they change it to fit the new players. So it's almost like college basketball where you've got the, the, those big-time big schools like Kentucky who reload with a lot of freshmen. They look bad in the beginning of the year, but by the end of the year they're better because they have more talent. But these other schools in the beginning of the year who don't get those top guys, they've got an established system that looks good early, but they don't have the talent to finish late. Eddie, appreciate you calling in, man. Uh, Thanks, Eddie. Uh, I'll say this, Trav. Okay, let's see it. That uh, you know, I, I could sit here, and you know that there isn't a bigger Laker fan than me. And sometimes I got to make sure that I take that Laker hat off, and I'm critical where I need to be. Um, we we hyped up this season coming in pretty damn high, you know. Yeah. And, and then the preseason came, and they're zero and six. And then regular season came, and oh well, it's just the beginning. And now we're twenty five, almost twenty five percent in, and Lakers are still playing five hundred basketball. Eddie's right about one thing. He's right about you know the LeBron factor of this. LeBron's been a non factor this year. He's been a non factor He hasn't been around to be a factor. So once he does come back and he's with the Lakers for twenty twenty five games, maybe the conversation completely changes. But it's tough for me to say, oh well, everything is going to be fine. We got to see it. We just we yeah. just need to see it on a consistent basis to then start kind of being sold on the okay. You know what? Things are starting to come into play. Maybe we're blowing it. We blow it out of proportion or whatever the case is. Eddie brings up the point that I've been bringing up, kind of coming at it a little bit of a different angle, but it's the same thing, which is. The Lakers what have we played 18, 18 games into the season. This is a work in progress. Everybody agreed on it. We were going to have to see what this group of guys look like. How do the pieces fit together? Did they start to play like a team, and are they headed in the right direction? What he's saying is he has to do it every year. Yes, I, I'm with you, Eddie. But what makes this difference is through these 18 games, they really haven't started on the process, right? You've, they've done a couple of games where LeBron has been here and there, but he's been in and out of the lineup. He's missed more games than he's played in. So – like he said, like we all agree on, the Lakers are only going to be a championship-caliber team if LeBron James is still LeBron James, right? That that has to – LeBron has to be at his best or, or very close to it for the Lakers to compete at that level. Well, he hasn't been able to do it because of a variety of different reasons, and the Lakers haven't started the process of figuring out how to play together. So instead of being 50 games in when everyone else is 50 games in, they're going to be 30 games in when everyone else is 50 games in. And that is if LeBron starts right now. That's if LeBron doesn't get hurt again. That's if, if, if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt. That's if Russell Westbrook continues to play every night, which he will because he always does. But yep. they're, they're – they're, they haven't started the process. If this thing needs to cook or bake or whatever analogy we want to use, they haven't put it in the oven yet. It hasn't gone into the oven yet because they haven't had all the all the ingredients together at the same time. Let's try, oh, like we're not going to this place first. Arcadia and David, go Apaches. David, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, David? How are you doing today? All right. All right. Love the show. Um, glad they put you two guys together, especially love your lunch hour takes. But anyway – I totally disagree with what the last guy was talking about, this whole thing, like, oh, poor LeBron, he's got to have new teammates every year. That's because everything is built to LeBron specifications. So, you know, it's like they're trying something new every year. Let's build around LeBron. And uh, I'm just, my prediction right now, the Lakers will not win another championship until LeBron is retired and hopefully he hasn't left us in such a wreck that we can't rebuild and around AD or whoever else they might be able to attract. And the last thing I would say is I would have been a lot happier seeing what Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, and that group, that felt like the Lakers. To me, 50-year Laker fan, this just doesn't feel like the Lakers to me. 
Yeah, thanks, David. Um, I, a couple of different things. You're right about LeBron being the guy that's, okay, I want this guy, I want this guy. They're, they're, the Lakers are not put together a team without LeBron James's input. They're not going to go in a direction that LeBron doesn't want to go in. Um, you're, you're right. that Part of the mix of guys they have now is because these are the guys that LeBron wanted around. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, as far as them being able to dig out of this in the future, time will tell, but they don't have a ton of draft picks. Their, their, best pl- their next best player, A.D., seems to really struggle with carrying the water that comes along with being a team's best player. So this is kind of a we got to figure this out. This is what you get. A.D. is in his prime. LeBron is probably not, but he's pretty damn close to it. Russell Westbrook is still a very high, high-level, capable player. This is going to be this. This is how you're going to have to run this out for at least this year and probably a good chunk of next year. They got to figure this out. So, T. Raj, I, I think this, and I know we got a ton of Taylor coming up here, but let me say because this is going to go into I think a deeper conversation. Let, let me let me use this as an example to just go off of what was his name. Guy David called in Arcadia. Okay, go David. If if David is saying that, listen, if if this is it with LeBron, let's say the Lakers, what you saw in 2020, that championship run, you beat the Miami Heat. If that's the the furthest this goes, that's the highlight of LeBron's career with the Lakers, uh, and, and that's as far as you go. I, listen, I said this. I remember back when they went. It's house money from here. Don't get me wrong. I want to win more. I'd love to see championship number 18. If LeBron was the key piece in delivering championship number 17, it is house money from here. Even if they don't accomplish anything this year, even if they don't accomplish anything next season, even if LeBron James decides that when he's done and he hangs it up and it's all said and done here in LA and he stops representing the purple and gold, mission accomplished, buddy. I I, I don't know what else you you want me to tell you. Now, with that being said, we could have that conversation a little bit later in the show because I know we got to come to a break here. Um, but I am I, I the the I wish we could have seen what Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson and Lonzo Ball and all those other guys could have done. I get the concept of that. The concept of that is all these guys were so young, you'd have kind of cropped them all within your own system, and maybe you'd have been a really good playoff team. I don't have the answer to it, but you got a chip. You got a championship, so that one's tough to you know, I guess justify. Okay, we got a ton of Taylor coming up next. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Still don't like this open. I like Taylor a lot. I like ton of Taylor a lot. I like the music, but uh, the, the rest of it, I could probably do without. Do what do you have for us today? Do you guys, just real quick, <laughs> do you, do you really guys remember? I do. Maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know. Do you guys <laughs> remember um, Funches? Does that no. name ring a bell? I, I no, don't either. That? I thought for a second there, um, I thought uh, I remember that individual. Uh, no idea who he is anymore. He left us. He just left us. Well, I, I got a text from somebody the other day saying, hey, sorry, I missed all the festivities with the sandwich. I'm like, who dis? I, 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 <laughs> new <laughs> no, phone, new phone. No, yeah, new phone. Who dis? I had no idea who it is. What do you got for us, Taylor? Okay, so we got Black Friday coming up, right? Oh, yeah. Just wondered if you guys had a toy when you were younger that you wanted. Just put it on your wish list right at the top and that you desperately wanted. What was that toy for you? 
Absolutely. So for me, there was, and this is a, a little bit before your guy's time, but there was this this motorcycle, right? A little toy motorcycle. Sure, with, a Harley. Uh, yep. With a toy Evil Knievel, and Evil mm-hmm. Knievel was maybe eight inches tall or so. You'd put him on the bike, you'd slide the bike into this little crank thing, and you would turn the crank, and it would turn the motor in the bike, and then you'd hit this button, and Evil Knievel would shoot across your living room floor and do jumps and flips, and it was awesome. Awesome! I would be if, if there was one available today. I would go buy it right now. It was the toy I was on. I was very lucky. I was able to get it, and I was doing Evil Knievel over the Snake Canyon in my kitchen and living room. It was fantastic. Yeah, I kind of want that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was shooting a little bit higher. I was trying to start my own business. Asked for fifteen thousand. I uh, was looking for investors across the family. Um, no, you know what it was for me. It was, and these weren't cheap. Uh, Super Nintendo. Back in the day? Oh, yeah. See, you're Guys. younger than me. You had video. I didn't. Way back in the day with me, we didn't have video games, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> but that McDonald's did make the first egg McMuffin. Um, okay. <laughs> right so, there on so, State Street. So, T Raj, um, the Super Nintendo was like, it was like everything. Like, hey. Oh, yeah. I would basically, the conversation, I had to sit my parents down. Listen, um, I am either going to be the best son. Or uh, we're probably no longer a family. Like, this could be the fork in the road where... <laughs> I'm going to file for emancipation. <laughs> <laughs> this could be it for us. So I, I think you guys need to make the right decision. Get to Super Nintendo and let's call it a day. And they delivered. That's they awesome. delivered, Trev. You know what else was a really good one that I got to? And, and that... Remember slot cars where you'd, you'd set up the track and then you'd put the little cars? They weren't... They, and you'd, they were electrified and you'd pull the little trigger and they'd race around the track and do flips and all that. I, I loved that thing too that thing was money Slot one cars. time they got a basketball hoop too i was like that's it you that's guys literally don't need to do anything i'll, I'll be outside too. absolutely taylor what's next all right we're in the season of nostalgic movies hallmark movies so i gotta want, i gotta ask you guys what was the last movie that made you cry now, last movie that made me cry off the top of my trap i don't know if i have one right off the top of my let me think about it what do you have over there you got one well, so it's was it it's, Die Hard three? <laughs> it's hard for me to say because <laughs> basically everything makes me cry now. I, I've, I've entered a point in my life where it could be like I don't know, like an AT and T commercial, right? I was just per- gonna say, I was gonna say, you just saw a Tide commercial, and you're like, oh, yeah. I they're, can't they're believe the. They're trying to show you a cell phone package, but they show some dad throw his arm around a kid and go, "I love you, kiddo," and I lose it. I, I, I have absolutely no control That's over so my emotions funny. anymore. I. All of these things that's even moderately sentimental will send me around the bend. I have absolutely no emotional control. I don't know what it is. I used to be able to watch things that were genuinely moving and be like, what else is on? You got anything else? Like, I, I don't want to watch this. And now mm-hmm. anything even remotely sentimental about families just sends me around the corner. I, I cry okay. everything now. I got something that will get me. Uh, documentaries. When there's you know well-done documentaries. World War that, II. Uh, <laughs> Or I can relate to it. The, the uh, no, when there's of Western Europe. <laughs> no, I, it, it's it's the truth. When they got documentaries, and I'm I'm saying you could go on Netflix and go watch a documentary. You go on PBS and go see a documentary. Just stuff that you know they're real stories. They're true. They're these are things that actually happened. Those will kind of get me. But an actual movie that I'm sitting back and I'm trying to think of, I don't know. Squid Games. <laughs> Episode yeah, six. I, I don't think Not that's a move. I don't think that counts, Lee. No, I don't think it might so, count. It might count. Episode episode six. No, no, no. Episode <laughs> six was, was a little heart wrenching. That one. 
<laughs> All right, Taylor, what's next? Food is always a popular topic on Travis oh, yeah. and Slee. No, so, it's popular with Travis. Question for you. What is the most underrated Thanksgiving side dish? Well, I don't know if it's underrated, but it's the one that has to be at the top of the list for me. Like, you're going to have the turkey. The turkey is ubiquitous. It is what it is. It's just yep. kind of your, your protein that everybody has. Maybe you're one of those families that has a ham. I'm okay with that, too. Ham's really good. If you got a ham, I'm I'm. I'm are, are you a fan of the turkey, or is that like, no, okay, it is what it is. It is Leave it over to the side. thing on the plate. But you got to have the turkey because yeah. – it creates the gravy. You got to get the drippings, and you suck it up, and you make it with the roux, and it's it's wonderful. And then the gravy is kind of an important part that goes on it. But the number one thing for me is the stuffing or the dressing yeah, or whatever that's you want to call it. That yeah. it's the bread and the sausage and the spices and the veggies and all of those things. Maybe you go to a fancy place, they put some oysters in it and things like that. But, yeah, the, you know, the stuffing the that comes answer. on the side is by far the most important uh, side Well, dish. there isn't too many, you know, in uh, at least in my Middle Eastern family, uh, let's just say stuffing has not yet made it into the on, – <laughs> Hasn't made it yet, so Just we're bring we're a taking box our of stovetop to listen with Thanksgiving. Hey we're guys, taking listen. our we're taking our time here. We turkey came in, you know, years ago. Just recently, mashed potatoes and gravy all of a sudden was, you know, I, I like I mentioned yesterday was a deep negotiation. I had a full presentation of why this is important to add to the list. We haven't got to the stuffing portion yet, so. <laughs> I'm going to go mashed potatoes and gravy. I think that's going to be my uh, really my favorite good. one. I'm not mad at you. Just it, it's kind of like a gateway stuffing. Just throw a little stove top. It's not great, but it'll it'll at least. Oh, it would be the, the greatest thing to me. It doesn't even just the fact that it makes the table is uh, an accomplishment. I want credit for gateway stuffing. That feels like a, something that should be like written on a coffee mug or something. Start your day with a gateway stuffing stovetop by Travis Rogers. It should, it should go something like that along the way. All right, let's go back to the Rams. Let's talk about that game that they have coming up this weekend, the game yep. in Green Bay. Rams have only beaten two good teams this year, and it's been a long time since they've beaten any team with a winning record. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.